hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. The professor. And this is Cousin Max. Welcome to the Micro Brew Review. What's up, yo? What's going on? This is episode number 30. It's a big number. It is. We have decided we're going to count them for your entertaining pleasure and so that we can figure out how long we've been doing this. Not long enough or way too long. A very... The verdict has yet to be the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> So, Jason, as the podcast guru amongst us, has said, you know, we should I'm sitting of... this one out. Well, yeah, that's the other thing he said, is it's past my bedtime. Y'all just enjoy. I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> so, tonight... It's more of a weird southern woman. Y'all just enjoy. And when you listen to episode 29, you'll understand what we mean by that. Max is so confused right now. Oh, I'm actually upset that I missed it. <laughs> Uh, tonight, we are a hot mess, I'm not going to lie. Um, we went for everything cold in the fridge, and our logic ended there. So we have one bottle of Southern Tier Creme Brulee Stout, which we have discussed on other occasions. It is quite delicious. However, it does not make any sense to lead off in It's anybody. a great starter beer. It is, yeah. It's a great... For breakfast. It's a great lots of things that are not what we're doing with it tonight. Um... So that is our plan, and then we are going to follow it up with a little uh, Schneider Aventinas. Because why not? Schneider Weiss. <laughs> is oh. one of my top five beers in the whole world, which is why it's in the fridge. That being said, uh, it doesn't necessarily make sense after a creme brulee stout. So <laughs> we're just going to see how life takes us. Cause... Also, we just came from a beer fest. Well, that, yeah. I would love to have your thoughts and feelings and warm fuzzies towards that. What do you think? Well, for the brief moment that I was there, which uh, I uh, unfortunately uh, showed up about, what, two and a half, three hours late, uh, but I still managed to enjoy... Well, not three hours late, because it was only a three-hour session. So about two hours. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I managed to enjoy the hell out of 45 minutes <laughs> while I was there. Um, so it wasn't quite the thorough experience that I uh, that that I had at the North Virginia Brew Festival, but you had fewer lines to wait in, though. There were fewer lines, that's for certain. Um, it was a little bit hectic, as far as it wasn't very clearly laid out, but um, there were some big names and some favorite names. I should uh, such I should as add. what what uh, Allagash, of course, um, as always, is uh, is one of our go tos at this point. Um, but then Oscar Blues was there, which I've good old Oscar. recently really started to enjoy. Um, I like the whole can idea. Comes in cans. And actually, I think that is—I think that may have been the first time that I had experienced Oscar Blues. Was the can for it? Yeah, can really. Was it. that your first time? I think that that was—was was that when we had the ten fifty? Yeah. Yeah. That I believe was my indoctrination into the um, into the can world, but uh, also into Oscar Blues, which I've noticed that I really enjoy. Nice. They make some good stuff. I was excited to see that not only that were they there and pouring some really interesting stuff, but they... Um, they poured just about everything, which was good. Pretty they, much. They poured everything except for 1050. Did not have kegs, which sounds like a little thing, but at a place like I'm tonight... I'm guessing they don't have kegs. I think you're right. I think they only serve cans. I absolutely think you're right. And I would not have realized that until this evening. <coughs> but the fact that, you know, we're all waiting in line and you get to the front of the line where you're waiting 20, 30, 40 people deep and you get up there and it's maybe one beer, maybe two beers and really quickly you have to process. What do they have? What do I want? Oscar Blues was pouring four, 
five, six different cans at once because it wasn't a keg issue. It was a, oh, let me pull out the six pack for you, which is nice and cold and ready to go. And yeah, everything was iced down. And... But I kind of like that difference. Yeah, I, that I agree. Everyone else is throwing, I mean, beer bottles. I mean, everybody knows that. Even cans. For the most part, you're familiar with beer cans. They're littered all around every sporting event. You know, you go over, you're walking down any street in any major city, and after, you know, a, a football, baseball, basketball, any kind of game, there's cans all over the place. It's nice to see somebody actually producing a good can. Which you is, know you throw a good party when there's Oscar Blues cans. Uh, I would say so. I have a case Miller. of it downstairs. <laughs> I mean, I did not think the day would come that I would buy a case of cans, but when it's Oscar Blues 1050, I'm... Absolutely willing. It's worth it. And it's easy to store and stack and all the, of that because uh, it's a can. It's not a fragile bottle. It's very nice. I have to admit that their Old Chub is one of my new favorites. It's super easy to drink, but it's got a lot of character to it. Is that the IPA? That's the... It's not the yeah, IPA. It's a little spicy to me. It's a... Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what it is. It's their... It's their Scotch Ale, I believe. Okay. 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 Um, the IPA is the... Uh, Name is escaping me right well, now. I just after found out, the I like power the, 45 minutes that I ended up doing. I like but. the Deviant Dale, which is different than the regular Dale. Right, there's Dale's Pale Ale. Yes, and the, uh, the Deviant Dale comes in a larger can instead of like a 12 ounce to 16 ounce. Um, and it's got a very nice hoppy floralness to it. And I've been buying them for like $3 a can for 16 ounces of. 8.5% deliciousness. So I don't see anything wrong with all of that math is all I'm going to say. Cans are convenient. They're easy. They're serving size. You don't, don't need, need a bottle, a bottle opener. opener. It's as much as I'm a big fan of the large formats, um, you know, the, the character that they, they, they bring to the table, the fact that they're stately looking, I really do like the fact that a can is a drink. So let's go back to stately looking and say that I am looking at a cow right now on the front of that creme brulee stout. You know, I really appreciate... They're clearly imperial cows. <laughs> I really do appreciate the, the creme brulee stout for the number one reason that it's actually technically a milk stout. Well, considering the cow, I'm going to go back to, yeah, I can see how that would be. Um, any, any stout with a little bit of lactose in there is, uh, is a number one in my book. I, uh, I I'd started drinking milk stouts years ago, but I'd say probably within the last eight or nine months I've discovered a newfound appreciation for them. Um, they're sweet enough that they can pretty much do anything, which I think that it's actually appropriate that we're drinking this first, even though at this time it's uh, pretty much a dessert beer. In a life short, eat dessert first kind of way, or it's, what are you it's thinking? It's almost a breakfast for dessert or a dessert for breakfast kind of deal. Um, I can pretty much see a milk stout going either way. They're sweet enough where they're desserty, um, especially in the case of the creme brulee with the uh, ample amount of vanilla bean, but the uh, the lactose really just kind of gives it an overall rounded sweetness that you know it's not it's not sugary. Sure. So I've had many many milk stouts that are very very sweet. They're very palatable, but at the same time they're not wow sugar. Yeah. It's a milk stout that's still a stout, not like a dessert necessarily. Exactly. It's which is I find the the big difference for me between um, desserty beers and sweet beers. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a it, it's kind of like if you wanted to compare a sweet white wine with a dessert wine. Right, like a moscato versus a uh, even a riesling. Yeah. 
It's uh, don't diss very... my Riesling. That's a touchy subject. Oh no, there's no diss at all. It's more along the lines of that there are very very different categories, even though both can be categorized as sweet. But here's the thing, and I know that we've had this conversation before, more obscurely or obliquely or whatever lovely and gentle adjective you'd like to use. Ian has been to a couple or at least one that I know of, uh, Southern Tier Beer Dinners, and he was not a huge fan of the creme brulee as a way to wrap up the evening. More because I felt like he was saying it was too sweet. So starting the night off with a little dessert beer, what are you feeling right now while you drink that? I don't can't say we're starting off the night right now. <laughs> okay. That's true. That's okay. Should we not quite starting the night off? Should we describe for our listeners what our evening entailed exactly? Because it was more than I expected, I'm not going to lie. It was... It was, well, it was both more and less, I think. I've never been to a, a beer fest before. I know you guys made it to Nova. Um, completely different, by the way. Like, entirely, completely. Oh, in, yes. In an every way, a different experience. Cool. Uh, I thought this was interesting. I thought it was... A hot mess, because that's what I thought it was. Yeah, it didn't seem very well organized. Um... I think they probably had like a good theory behind using the stadium because the stadium is used to housing a lot of people who need to travel. Uh, but then they cut off like one of the main points of transportation or of movement. So everyone kind of got... the street? <laughs> well, no. The, I mean, like you could only go... The concourse got cut off halfway through. Uh, so you could only go so far. It's like walking in a horseshoe almost. Yeah. And yeah. then it just kind of kept getting like stuck. And when you have two lines facing each other and, you know, hun at least hundreds of people, if not thousands, lining up, then they start to block traffic and then traffic builds up. And uh, and that's when you get into the point where I was there for 45 minutes and I had beer spilled on me not once, yeah. not twice, but thrice yeah. in 30 minutes. You and then met there was a lot also of just, new friends. <laughs> uh, nothing was, very few booths were clearly labeled and it seems like the ones that were were the ones that didn't themselves. Right. Like Oscar Blues had an awesome tent. Uh, Lagunitas had one of those pop-up tents that said Lagunitas on it, and that's something that's so simple, but almost none of the booths had that. You didn't know what line you were getting in. Once you got in that line, you, you got to the front. You didn't know what kind of beers were going to be there. You didn't know what the options were. And you had all of, like, 30 seconds to decide, because they were like, give me your cup, give me your cup, give me your cup, what do you want? And you're like, I don't know, what is it? Yeah. I would say that comparing the DC Brew Festival to the most recent Brew Fest that I've been to, which is Nova, um, the DC Brew Festival really came off as an amateur hour. Which is only interesting because the beers, or <coughs> the, rather, the brewers that were there were actually better, I think. However, the experience of the drinking was much To me, it, less. Has, it is not a commentary whatsoever on the names that were represented there. Okay. Merely the clientele. Right, I don't think the brewers set it up. I, I feel like the brewers yeah. got invited. I feel like having right. it in such an urban environment really welcomed in a hey, there's a place with a lot of beer, let me go and drink. Interestingly... As opposed to, who wants to drive outside of Manassas, Virginia today, to go into a field and drink beer? It's... You, that day, I apparently. Do. <laughs> I do. Me and the beer mistress and a lot of other hardcore individuals right. that really like good beer. And so Ian to me, was that not was much more. Them. To me, that was much more... There was a very, very heavy-hitting names there as well. Sure. But there were also a lot of smaller and lesser-known names that I had never even seen before. But I was very, very interested, in, and I was able to get in there without too much of a crowd and really enjoy what they had to put forward. Two things. Number one, 
today was the first ever DC Beer Festival. So there are definitely a lot of logistical lessons to be learned the first time an event is put on. Secondly, I did try a lot of breweries today that I do not know that I would have tried if I had to pay or use a ticket. Also true. If that makes sense. Um, Boulder is one that yeah. I would not have. DC Brow. Is that the one of the ones? BR. See, I agree with you. I tried a lot of things I might not have used before or have tried before, but I also don't think I found anything that was that was superb. Where are your notes? Yeah, in my pocket. <laughs> um, yeah, he I did. Mean, there was, he made there us were, sit down and have like a notes hour. So there we were could... a few good beers. Um, I, I do feel like everyone had an IPA. Oh, everybody had an and IPA. And some of them had two or three. And well, you know me, I love IPA. He got a but little it IPA was, grumpy. It was cold today, which is not really anyone's fault. But it's much more of a... Mother Nature, Father Christmas. Somewhere. How dare you? It, well, it's much more of a, a stout day or a porter day. I had mind. some KGB from Widmer Brothers. It was Yeah, that was a great beer. It was perfect. I, I feel that, I think that overall, uh, my idea was that it was a success. They had a lot of people there. So that's the guy who was there for 45 minutes. He had I mean, a great time. When I got that's there, him. there was yeah, people that was there. Experience. Yeah, when was I great. got there, people were there. And I'm not. I'm just talking on a macro level. People True. were there. They seemed to be enjoying themselves. There was a huge There'll turnout. There'll probably be a DC Beer Fest too. Yes. Exactly. Oh, and there was sure. a huge turnout. Yep. Which to me speaks you know, volumes about the fact that they managed to get a lot of really, really good breweries together to market their craft in an urban location with a huge population density. You're talking about the Northeast. I mean, people, I mean, I, I went are, from Philadelphia to D.C. To, just to go. There are not a lot of craft or microbreweries in the D.C. area. There just aren't. No. Compared to, I mean, we talk about Philly a lot. Philly's got a great concentration of them and uh, some really good examples within that concentration. And I just don't think that it's the, quite the same in D.C. Yeah, but the D.C. Beer Fest, I don't think is... It's not beers from D.C. Correct. I think it's a beer fest held in D.C. That being said, this is coinciding with the D.C. Microbrewers Festival, which is going on all week. So maybe once they are more well-established and can sort of cast that net a little wider, sure. it might be a great time for microbrewers within D.C. to sort of show Get off their wares. And... I see this really, really taking off next year. I see it being done. Are you coming back? I, I will come back, at least for a take two, just because... A, I didn't really get to spend a whole lot of time. And B, but B, I don't think that I really got what they can do. I would honestly like to see it somewhere other than the stadium. It I was would too. not ideal. I am and like, agree. They had some good concepts that didn't really seem to play out. Like they had a DJ that was like kind of playing when we got there. And then they had a live band that didn't start playing until like 7.30. It was quite the cover, The 90s cover band? Yeah. Yes. And it's like if we you're going awesome. to be there at 6, <laughs> start playing at 6. Yeah. It's like it's not... That big of a deal. Maybe they have were, two bands. If they, they were kind of good, they needed to wait for people to get a little tipsy before they were more than kind of good. That could whatever been. it is. Yeah. Um, it took place in the stadium, so a pet peeve of mine was it was all just stadium food. Right. I feel like you could combine that with some really awesome like food trucks or something if you did it in a. Different Ladies area. and gentlemen, I looked in vain for a smoked turkey leg. Oh, he was. There was so none sad. to be had. And Ian. Not one. Vehemently decreed he would not have a turkey leg, so I'm not sure. Uh-oh. What is that? They don't do it for me. It's just smoked meat. I don't get it. 
like I had one. I enjoyed it for its own right, but I didn't see the point of paying eight dollars for one. It's my profile picture. <laughs> is it really? It is on Facebook. I have to look back again. That's kind of awesome. Oh, that that was. Is it just how carnivorous it was? It or? was actually it's me trying to make out with it, but uh, it, oh, was, how it was sexy. It was. It was quite a moment. I mean, after cashing in about fifteen beer tickets for four, <laughs> for four ounce pours, uh, and not having eaten much of uh, of note that afternoon, uh, that smoked turkey leg was uh, exactly what I needed. So I know we're gonna reinforce that you came in sort of two thirds of the way through tonight's event. But that being said, what are your thoughts? On the ticket for poor versus unlimited poor kind of situation. Um, I'm I have mixed feelings about it to be honest. Um, on one, I uh, I actually like the convenience factor of it. Convenience it, of just being. But able it didn't to... really mean it didn't really noticeably cut down the amount of time that you waited in line. I, I mean that was that. that was one thing that I would think that you know, you, if you have people like sitting there fumbling with tickets to give them. It's really not that complicated to give somebody a drink ticket. However, um, the flip side of that, I think that it really kind of just says, hey, just go and keep drinking and keep Were drinking. Were the Nova tickets, drinking. admission tickets, less expensive? As I recall, it was either 20 or $25 to get in, and then with that, you got... Seven tickets or something yeah, like that, and, and then it was a, basically it was like a dollar a ticket. But for the higher ABV samples, it they might be two tickets. Two tickets. Sure. But granted, you're talking about if you're drinking even lesser ABV, which could be five or six percent, you're talking about seven four ounce pours, right? Which twenty eight ounces of even a five or six percent beer, you're talking about a pretty pretty hefty amount to drink. Northern Virginia Beer Festival gave us glass cups, which might sound so silly, but there's but something about drinking lot, out of plastic. You know, I glass have them prominently glass, glass glasses. I have them yeah, prominently right? displayed do you? in my house. You have a matching set? I do have a matching set. I have two awesome. of them sitting there in a place of honor. <laughs> that you never use, but at least you have. I don't use them because they're only for four ounce pours, <laughs> but I, I have them there to cherish the memories. Of good people, of good beer, and smoked turkey legs. And missing Ian. And, well, that was not the good part. We gave him part. a hard time for being gone for a couple weeks in a row. We're never going to have that happen again. I was very upset that you weren't there, because I know that you would have enjoyed that. Well, next year. Well, and this year. you're less afraid of the outdoors and sunshine than maybe Cousin Max and his vampirism is. Yeah, granted, I am not a big fan of the outdoors, but I managed to brave it in the name of beer. Right. And there were cigars, even better. Like, there was a cigar stand. You oh, there was everything there. Was... There was, that was, Nova was very, very well executed. It's whoever planned that really knew what they were doing and knew how to cater to a beer crowd. That being said, what did they do? But they had it on the side of a mountain or a hill or a, what, instead of around a stadium where you was, have things that you have to work with. It was very... Rustic. Ru it was, I didn't want to say rustic. I wanted to say... Charming? It was very manly. Mountainous. It was. It was very woodland. Let's drink beer. Nice. Let's you know. Let's grow you know, beard. Like I was expecting a Viking mead hall to be you know somewhere on the premises. Like it next was, year, you want to do that? I, I think get I there can... early with some logs. Build a mead hall. <laughs> could we build a mead hall here? Would you mind? But Rustus, uh, it'll be awesome. No, I I think that between the two of them, um, you know, just for for comparisons for for anybody that's ever interested in going into a a brew festival, um, Nova hands down, is, is is a good time. DC Brew Festival, I would really like to see it come back again next year. And I think that with the success that they did have this year, I think that they that's a very, very likely scenario. 
I would just hope that it was executed a little bit better. That being said, I've learned that it really does matter where you go. Um, I prefer the all you can drink just because then once I get there, I'm not worried about pulling out my wallet and getting my drink tickets and do I buy too many and not use them and all of that stuff. Which we did. I'd silly. Which we did. I didn't think we would ever be those kids, but we were totally those kids. Um, but I noticed that the crowd that comes to an all-you-can-drink is a totally different crowd than comes to a ticket-for-taste kind of event. Well, that's hard to claim. Why? It's hard to verify, because you've only been to one of each. Not true. Not true. Okay. Um, Pennsylvania does not... It depends on the municipality. Pennsylvania does not have a ticket for taste law. So all of the beer fests, which have been two or three that I've been to in Pennsylvania, have all been an unlimited drink ticket. Were they I think they like Lancaster. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I went to one in anyhow. I went to one in Harrisburg at uh, Appalachian Brewing Company, which is a two-story, really yeah. great experience. Uh, I went to one in World Cafe Live in Philadelphia, um, and it's just a brewery shows up. And you, World Cafe had a more urban. Less desirable audience? No, it's kind of great, actually. Oh, okay. But it was much smaller because it's an indoor in the winter kind of well, thing. Well, plus World Cafe is a lot smaller than National Stadium. Exactly. So, so. they sold out, but sold out meant 300 tickets. So it was As more like to, a manageable crowd. I'd actually like to know how many people were there because my, my guess would well, be a couple thousand. Out. I thought at least They 2, were doing 000. it for two days and yeah. they sold out the first and second session at least today. Yes. I, I would guess at least a couple thousand. I think so too. I got to second base with some strangers today just because of the way they were moving through the crowd. It was a little... I, also, I was like, do you need my card? Because you know my number now. It's <laughs> like... I also don't like, and this is true of all events... Um, a lot of them were like running out of beer, which not a you know, huge I fan get. of the afternoon. If you're showcasing, if you are showcasing yeah. your brewery, Don't show up with beer. enough beer. Yeah, I agree. Uh, if you're especially, what are you do especially for if it's a two-day event yeah. and there's four sessions, and you're running out halfway through the second session, it's like don't. It's my thing would be this: don't cheap out. On the good stuff because you know people are going to be drinking a lot of it. Yeah, or like don't bring the good stuff. People but also are do bring the good stuff. People are showing up and paying full price because they know certain breweries are going to be there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And they want to especially frequent those spots to make sure that they're you know they're getting one or two pours out of it. And also, I noticed as uh, the night wore on, some vendors were just packing up entirely before nine o'clock, which if I were running that event, I would tell those vendors that that was unacceptable. Um, because you've, I don't know if they're getting paid or if it's just free publicity, but either way, they've agreed to be there until nine when the event is over. So I agree. If it's seven forty-five and you're packing up yeah. your tent, that's not cool. Or like already shutting down some taps or whatever it is. It's like no, you're you're here till nine. Like I said, now how long has Nova been around? I think eight years, maybe. I think that's what a lot of it has to do with. Is that like I said, I'm comparing those two because those have been the two that I've been to in the last twelve months. Sure. And Nova was just, it was, it seemed like a mature, seasoned It got a little fest. messy toward the end, but for the most part, I would say the first two-thirds of it were really nice. I just, I, I feel like everything was executed on well, yes. on, on the on the event planning part. It's the, food was over here. It was in one big section. You knew exactly where to go if you needed a, a restroom. There was a giant line of 300 different you know, porta potties, and then there was the food over here in this section, and then there was a couple of avenues that you would go up and down and we go to the, all the breweries. Maps 
How many with times maps. tonight yeah, did we ask like for a map, map of where everything was? That and I saw been... that one. There was that one group in front of us at the uh, at the seats before we started that had a map, but I'm pretty sure they just printed that out online. Right. Right. And to me, it was just. I, I think that a lot of uh, what I missed out on the DC Brewfest is just the fact that it was the first one. There was one whole area that was lower populated, and so we got a little excited at one point during the evening. We're like, oh my gosh, we've been waiting in line all night. Finally, we can go up to this place and we can try some new things. And we go Bud over Light there. Platinum. Well, more or less. It was kind of like, oh, well, here's the Manger Cider, and here's the Guinness, and here's the Yingling, and here's... Well, they are all very respectable, fine beers. I am at a beer festival. I am here for craft beer. I am not going to wait in line, or I'm not going to use my ABV. No, I, I will not drink your woodchuck yeah, cider. Yeah, well, I mean, you just pointed out that I mean, there wasn't a line. Some people do like those yeah. beers, and like if you just want, there's no to reason. Drink, sure, the Shock Top had a huge line. They also had a lovely little car with a fake mohawk of wheat on it. It was adorable. I wasn't going to wait in line for some Shock Top. My my thing is this, I think that honestly, and the re you said that, and immediately I could commiserate, but at the same time, it really made me realize. Sometimes I think we're a little elitist. <laughs> I, I am. See, I, but, you know what? And it's but, if, but to be perfectly honest, I mean, Shock Top has its place. It's better than else's palate. Yeah, exactly. I, was like, I didn't have an answer. Exactly. <laughs> It has its place. Somebody else will be there and somebody else will drink Someone it. Someone else will hug it. It'll it has made... Fine. Miller Lite is not a multi-million dollar corporation for no reason whatsoever. Right. People enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I, per I personally would take something else over that. Shock Top, same thing. But I understand why they're there. I don't really understand exactly why they were at a brew festival for craft brewing, however. But well, it, it, it was called it DC craft Beer brewing? Festival. Yeah, it's it a did beer not festival. say DC Craft And if beer. I was one of those breweries, I would want to make sure as hell that I was re represented Agreed. there. Which is why I say I understand yeah. why they were there, but I also understand why the lines weren't as, as long. Sure. I got some lagging kugel summer it was fine it was sweet it was i have to admit that lime and kugel test tasted like a popsicle that's exactly what it tastes <laughs> like exactly what it tasted like yeah. it tasted exactly like a popsicle some cool refreshing lemonade <laughs> the folks with us who were not beer drinkers i said oh you need to have some of that you'll be fine oh yeah no and again things like that you know it's i i'm I'll be perfectly honest. I look at Lyman Kugels. I look at a lot of different of those kind of funkier, non-conventional drinks. I, I drink Lambics. What makes it non-conventional, though? I drink Lambics. Just the shandiness of it? or the Well, lambic? the fact that it's not your typical blend of hops and malt. Okay. You know, there's something else going on with that that makes it taste less beer-like. Could I remind you right now that we're drinking creme brulee stout? Which is... A very, very, very traditional stout with vanilla bean. Where's the caramel come from? Have we figured that out? Because it does have a very warm and like... Dark caramel malt. Oh, well, that'll do it. <laughs> there okay, you go. Then. No, I mean... Mr. And that's, read the label and stuff. Well, that's the thing, though, is that Southern Tier is a very, very traditional brewery, and they'll I... throw in those one or two off-the-wall ingredients. Chocolate. They were my first real, like exciting brewery that I found could do stuff with flavors that just got me really excited. And it's, I like the creme brulee, I like the dark chocolate, I like the mocha, the java, I like the pumpkin. So there's a whole collection that they're regular stuff. They're ambers, they're IPA. It's like, oh, it's, it's good. See, it's funny because you know, I not really, as exciting as they're really, I really like the farmer's tan. 
Oh, I haven't had the farmer's I love candy. the label in the farmer's the farm, candy. The label is, oh, that was what spoke to me in the first place. If You know you know my affinity <laughs> for bottle art. But, oh, good God, I do love the farmer's tan label. But, no, it's it's actually one of my, my favorite, um, I guess it's a farm, uh, farmhouse style ale. Oh, that would make um, sense. Okay. But it's delicious. It's just, it's it's perfectly balanced. It's, it's and that is above all, especially going back to our Pliny um, event, True. where it is the quintessence of balance. Um, stop. Rewind. Our Pliny event. Are we talking Pliny the Younger? Yes. At right. Tria. I'm going to say, I'm sorry, but I need, I need a little fill-in. All I'm going to say is this. <sighs> So sometimes we get a little heads up that some goodness is going down. In this one occasion, we did. But Ian was working, and I was working, but I was working at a place that I was near a computer. So the whole time we were on text messaging goodness to figure out what time the email was hitting to, to announce the fact that you could, for the next, like, four seconds, buy tickets to buy Planet of the Younger. I did not get any work done that day. I just sat at my computer hitting refresh, 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 refresh. And finally I got it. And I was it like. It was refreshing too. <laughs> she got the email like a good 10 minutes before I did though. Yes. So I bought one and said, by the way, I can't be there, but I'm just going to, I put it in my, like I, my credit card, my everything, but I sent it to Ian. I was like, to, for Ian, from, from Ian. Somebody make this happen. <laughs> like all of that um, was, I was just, I knew I couldn't be there. I didn't want to... I was already terribly sad about the whole thing. Have you had Planet of the Younger? I've had Planet of the Elder. I have never had Planet of the Younger. Now, I know that although Ian and I have... So we're... Ha wait, how did you get it? Feelings. I know how Ian got it. He thanked me later and said I was a good friend. Well, I eventually got the email and there was still some left, so I did the same thing and just bought but one But you just bought one from Max. Okay. But uh, we, we managed to meet up for... <laughs> For all of 15 <laughs> it was, minutes. It was one of those rushed events. It was where... one of those, hey, I'm here. And I was like, I'm getting there as soon as humanly possible. Uh, so I sneak in. Like tonight and... in the beer festival. Yeah. Oh. Mine was like, hey, I'm here and I have to go back to work. Right. So the sooner you're here, the better. So I finally managed to get there. And Ian is staring down the barrel of this beautiful looking glass of Pliny the Younger. I, I didn't want to sip it. Because he, he, he said he was like parking. So I was like, great, I'll get the beer. Because then he had to run out. And then it was still like, I guess he parked far away or whatever. And I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, it's getting but warm. Wait. Now I know, and I know that we, we may have slightly mixed feelings. I know that you enjoyed it. Yeah, it's great. But I think that I may have enjoyed it a little bit more. Why? Let's just say that, for example, um, Poor Hemplo. I am not, uh, I don't really have a huge affinity for hops. Not nearly on the scale that you two do. Uh, Rich Lee just died inside. You are losing points right now. I am a huge fan of craft. And okay. if you can make a beer that has that hop character but balances it with that malt character, okay. that is really what I look for. I, I, don't, love I could drink hops. A, I could drink a great beer with a lot of hops and be like, yeah, this is great hoppy beer. Or I could drink a great beer with a ton of malt and I'd be like, oh, look at this beautiful body that is, you know, that's in this beer. But when I find an amazing triple that has hop characteristics balanced with malt characteristics and I can taste that perfect balance of things, that is really what gets me. So when I find that perfect mixture of flavor, that is when I'm really, really happy. That being said, for some of our listeners who maybe do not spend as much of their time on Beer Advocate as I do, and by all means, there is a lot wrong with Beer Advocate. Um, 
the way that they rate, the way that they, uh, if you're going to do a search on there for beer pairings or whatever, there's, there's a lot wrong with Beer Advocate, but they are a great resource and I use them all the time. So I don't want you to think that I am dissing them in any way. Uh, beer Advocate for the longest time considered Pliny the Elder as the number one beer in the world. I mean, it was not just in America. It was not just, they just considered Pliny the Elder to be that. And so when Pliny the Younger came out, this was a huge deal. People like stopped the presses. They didn't know what to do. All these beer geeks were freaking out all over the place. Hence why I haven't had it. Um, that being said, I know it's come up a couple of times, but Pliny the Elder is not supposed to be aged. It is a, we made it now, drink it now. It's from Russian River, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, get on with your life, enjoy it, move on. Don't age it. Don't get your labeler out. Don't do any of that. Just drink it, enjoy it. Um, I like it. I do not like it when it's old. It's like a meh beer when it's old. It's like oh good, another IPA. When it's fresh and delicious, it's pretty awesome. But I wouldn't. I still wouldn't put it in my top ten, maybe. Um, but that's my personal palate. Ian, so, I think I'm jealous that you had the younger, which is supposed to be even better than the Planet of the Elder. I think we've we I think we were talking about this actually that night that we were drinking it, and we were talking with some of the waitresses uh, while we were drinking it. Is that essentially um, some beers are great because they're rare, right? And some beers are rare because they're great. And Give me some I, examples of those, please. Um, take a look at some of the beers that you absolutely adore. I'm drinking one of them right Are now. Are they hard to get? One yes, one no. The uh, Schneider Aventinus, which I happen to have one as one of my top five, not hard to come by. I look by. I look at so some of the beers. Well, that Schneider's I, a great example of a company that makes a pretty much makes one beer. I mean, I know they have a couple, but like the Aventinus is kind of their their flagship beer. That's what they, they make. Do it well. They do a it's damn unique. good job of it, and they make it all year round. Yep. Creme brulee stout. You gotta they do buy a damn it good job in. of it. They make it once a year, and you better get your hands on it. Yeah. And I just I feel that um, with Pliny, for example, I don't really know what's holding the back from making it year round. Same think it's thing expensive. as Hop Slam. Yeah. yeah. It's expensive, yes, but do you think people would buy it if it was year round? Well, yes, but then you're also going to saturate the market a little bit more, and it won't which be... means that cost wise. So essentially, what we're drinking is. No, I'll cost say, analysis. Well, and I'll say I don't think they charge that much for it, to be honest. Cause, for how rare it is. Yeah, Tria, sure. Tria charges, what, like nine bucks plus tax for a glass. Which is no more, which is no more than some of their normally. other beers. Exactly. Sure. So we had either that, Tria um, was particularly generous with their pricing or... We had a barley wine there that was, what, $20? Yeah. Or, you know, Russian River sold it to them at a very reasonable rate, despite the high cost of making it. Sure. Which, Which is something that we, we heard from the, the beer events in Philly. You know, all these beer makers, all they get is, why are your beers so expensive? Why are they so expensive? And it's like, well, we put a lot of time and effort and money into these. Right. We wish we could sell them to you for $3, but, you know, it's not you're paying. Course. We don't have that you pay kind for, of marketing. You know, it's it goes back to this one billboard that I saw, um, and it, it just stuck in my mind. And it, it applies to most things in life, but especially to beer. And it was actually a Stella Artois billboard and it didn't say anything about it being the coldest beer <laughs> it didn't which say which is not a thing it it's didn't like, say anything too what's your deal it didn't say anything about being the best beer it didn't say anything about the flavor that was in it the only thing that it said was perfection has its price 
And to me, I thought that so was So you're the, saying like, yes, our beer's expensive. I thought it's that that like was the Boar's best... saying compromise elsewhere. Yeah. I thought that that was the absolute best way to market something. That says, yes, you know what? Our beer is more expensive than your other beers. But, but you are going it. to want it. Yeah. And it, it goes back to what uh, a colleague of mine at, at, uh, at my place of employment once told me, which is that, that uh, price is a issue in the absence of value. Whoa, that's deep. You just got so deep. And Words. if you are paying for something, it damn well better have the value that you're looking for. And if it doesn't have value, then it's not worth the price. It's not worth the price, right. So when I look at beer, and you know, all the beer that we drink is not necessarily cheap, when you're looking at beer, if we were drinking to get drunk, right. we could spend far less money than we do on a bottle of bourbon. On a bottle of bourbon. On a bottle of cheap bourbon. Yeah. But cheap and bourbon doesn't even click for me, but I, I'm getting... Cheap vodka. I see what you're getting at. But for me, it's, like I said, it's if you're getting the flavor character, if you're getting that palette that you're really looking for, it's going to cost you a couple more dollars, but it's going to be worth it. Right. It's going to be worth... I mean, I used to remember when I would go out and buy a case of beer for 30 bucks, and I'd be pissed off. Man, this is expensive. Man, this is a lot of money. I can only afford one case of beer. Now I will go out and get a six pot, a six pack for sixty dollars. Yeah. yeah, and right. I will be like, I am going to drink like, like a oh, champion for the next so three hours because that's pretty much how long the six pack lasts me. Do you know what I have learned? No one else knows what like a lord means, and so when I try to reference it, they just think that I'm stuck up. But you guys, you understand me. So just tell more people about it. I guess spread the word. I just keep like passing out my card. Um. So back to the creme brulee. I do like it. I think a little girly in the way that I do like it. I think it's a great dessert. See, I'm a huge fan of desserts, and everybody knows that's that true. at this point. That's true. You do have a I'm sweet a tooth that's girls. a little... Okay. I have a major, major There's sweet tooth. There's something here for everybody. What can we say? <laughs> Which, by the way, that bread pudding. I oh, that was pretty good. That was dynamite. Tria's got a new dessert on the menu. Oh, my God. I can say God. that there are some reasons and some ways we'll in which you should not drink this. Cranberry stout. This might be a good way. What do you think? My butterscotch whiskey cake. You know what? I have to. I think it'll be too much. Yeah, I have the to. That was a pretty epic. Killed it. We had some epic, <laughs> epic beverages. For that those evening. of you who do not follow Ian on Twitter, he is at dashing underscore rogue. And if you want to know when he's killing kegs out in Philly or, it's well, we, cousin Max we, and I have at two different locations found out that we only needed to drink one or two or three more of a certain beer to get the Firestone 16-year anniversary beer available. And we've done it officially twice <laughs> so twice now, which it's only been possible twice, we're like, wait, how many do we need to drink? And they're like, oh, just this one huge barley wine. And we're like... Which, by the way, a 28-ounce, 12 to 13% barley wine was quite a formidable opponent, especially but no we match were, for the two of us. When we were following it up with... Uh, oh, especially after we were three in yeah. already. I'll yeah, just get you guys a bicycle <laughs> and you can pedal home at the end of the a night. two-person bicycle? How about a Sherpa? <laughs> Not a bad rickshaw. <laughs> so yeah, we just found out about it and we're just like, yeah, bring it. Let's make this And then this we're happen. like, also bring, bring us the a other picture one. Of no, that, I do like how after we'd ordered the barley wine, they had put the Firestone up in this corner where we could see it, but we couldn't reach it. And it just sat there staring at us until we finished this barley wine. They have the lineup of all the beers that are available, and they'll take a full bottle until it's the last one, and then they'll stick that last one in the fridge. Uh, so we, they pulled the last barley wine out of the fridge and took the first barley wine out of the, or, uh, Firestone out of the case and just sat it up on the bar. And we were just like, now we have to finish 
So, Cousin Max, did you hear the Sean episode yet? Because you kind of sound like a Hollywood rock star or something. The Sean episode? Sean was a guest star. Sean never met a trio. Oh, yes, yes. I haven't heard the episode. Okay, awkward silence. No, but I did I did meet him, and he's quite the chap. His name is Sean Valentine. I mean, how much more spectacular does it get? He is quite the chap. We had a pretty famous evening together, I might add. He just said that... You know, hanging out with you guys was like hanging out with some celebrities because everybody <laughs> knew who you were. So listen to that episode if you would like a little stroke of your ego. He was I'll like, have he was, to. He was like, when we sat down, there was like stuff just started arriving, and I don't think anyone even ordered it. He was like, I don't know what was going on. <laughs> no, that was, uh, that was that was truffle toast. That was that was a very very fun night. I was um, disappointed that neither of you took his photo with his first truffle toast because apparently that's that's the your niche job as team photographer. You know, I'm terrible with photography in general. Yeah. I think I have more pictures of cabinets in my house than I do of anything else. Cabinets actually. are sexy. I love. They're cabinets. not that sexy. Okay. I mean, these cabinets are pretty sexy, but. I'm gonna fast forward a little. We talked a bit about the creme brulee, um, but since the Schneider is out, um, two things about it. Number one, people always ask us, "What's your favorite beer?" And I don't want to overextend here, but I'm going to say Schneider is probably one of my top fives in my go-to beers, which is a huge thing for the beer mistress to say Impressive. because I just, I like so much. But this one is like my warm fuzzy. It's kind of... In a Bach? Especially now that you can and say it's it. it's a Bach. It's a Bach. Because uh, I want to peg you for... It's not me at all. That's I know. I and I peg you it. for... Because I, I honestly not. am a big fan of German style beers. Mm. Because they are balanced, they are malt heavy, they are not hop I'm heavy. Thinking German thoughts, but I can't say German but words. It's um, you thinking about you. I just slaving and you. I just you. I just peg much, much, much more for a Belgian style. I am a Belgian lady, and that's why it kind of cracks me up that I'm my a maiden Lord. name was Schweitzer. I like German. What can I say? Um, There's so nothing wrong with that. Here's what happened. I was on a pub crawl once. I know all good stories seem to start that way. But okay, so I was on a, a, a small group instead of large format pub crawl once. And we went to Eulogy in Philadelphia, which is a lovely, it's mostly Belgian bar, isn't it though? Yeah, it's, it's not my favorite It's a bar. hole in the wall. It is absolutely unassuming. Their food is really decent. But I went in there and I met a guy. He was a bartender and his name was Mike. And I said, hey, Mike. Here's what I They're like in a beer. They're always Mike or Matt. Yeah. I'm, I was going to say. It really helps. Mike is not it nearly as me. good as Matt. It might not be their real name, but they're helping me by making that the universal name just of bartenders. Call me it's Matt. like being elected Pope. You just choose a bartender I, name, which is Mike or Matt. When I become a bartender, I'm going to be bartender Mike. Just bartender Mike. let it happen. People are like, wait a second. I'll be Mike with pigtails. It'll work. Just Awkward. go with it. So I said, hey, Mike, my name is Shannon. I was not I was not the beer mistress yet at that point. This was a couple years ago. Um, You've always been the beer mistress. She had her training wheels on. In my in my heart, I was the beer mistress. Uh, I did not have a business card yet. That's, it, right, right. Though. That's obviously the main difference. So I said, this is what I like in a beer. I like dark. I like cloudy. I do not want it filtered. I want a little hops, but I'm not afraid of wheat. And I don't even remember all the adjectives I threw at him. And I just looked at this venue and it was, it was a book. And I said, come on, Mike, just pick one for me. I mean, you do this for a living. I don't even, because ah, you just, and even better, they had the Aventinas glass, which is this tall, beautiful, 
like I almost. I don't think you can serve Aventinas without that glass. I've had it without that glass. It's, it's not so the we're same. We're about to. It's not the same. Right. So he poured it for me, and I took one sip, and I looked at him like, are you married? Do you want to be? Because I'm just saying you might have just hit all of the boxes that you could possibly <laughs> check right now. This is a very happy place. Bazinga. <laughs> Either way. Uh, this is why she's called the beer mistress. I guess. I guess. Either way, I'm wearing... Some... Checking those boxes. Okay. <laughs> I'm wearing some very lovely socks right now, but I have holes in the toes. I was going to make mention Did of that before, that? but I didn't want to call you out on that, no, being a lady at all. Awful. Lady? No, I'm a mistress. There's a notable difference. Speaking of ladies and mistresses, I want to say how I will say sexistly surprised and delighted I was at the number of females in attendance this evening at the beer fest. That's because Woodchuck was there. No, actually... Boom! The lack of line at Woodchuck is going to poke holes in your argument. Yeah, but I no, do. I thought... I, thought I don't know, I got there really, with 45 minutes to spare. A really so. strong showing of, I would say, very 50-50 mix all, in there. All I need to say is that within 10 minutes of getting into my first beer line... Two of said female individuals spilled beer all over my shoe. They were so. just flirting with you. <laughs> Probably. Like, That's why I ushered myself quickly to the front of the line before oh, I got myself into trouble. Is that the guy from Twilight? Let me just spill my beer on Look, him. Look, you, you've gone too far now. <laughs> See that line? I passed it 17 episodes he's gonna, ago. He's going to turn you. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> That was the um, best. No, I think it's just really great, and I don't know if I'm just behind the times, um, but I feel like... I would agree with you on that. I feel like there's just still so many times. times when I go No, out I would agree with the either. fact that I... And don't take this the wrong way, Shannon, because you have helped... I'm so easily offended. You have helped cultivate my beer palate more than most other people have. Um, <sighs> Did you hear that, Ian? Most... Um, most... Most... Women that I know do not drink good they beer. They drink cocktails and wine. It's true. And there's nothing wrong with that. I like cocktails and wine. On gen in general, I find that a lot of women avoid beer because of the assumed calories. Really? It's the calories? I'm not. I, and I, and this, is not, this is not coming with any prejudice. This is not coming with any kind of Here's insult attached grade. to it. It's purely coming from what I've been told. If we're going into this girliness, because obviously we've already opened this door... That's fine. Um, and I don't like talking about certain brands or whatever, but here's what I'm going to say. Uh, Skinny Girl? And I've read the books. And then I wish that I could eyewash the books. But anyway, <laughs> I've read the books, and I understand that they, for people who are really conscientious and want to monitor and what their intake is and all that, yeah, I get it. But Skinny Girl Vodka and Skinny Girl Tequila and all that other stuff, turn it over. Read the back, which is all I advocate in general. I did, in my former life, I was a heart health educator, a nutrition educator, and I just want you to understand what you're putting in your body. But you are paying extra for that skinny girl margarita mix. And do you understand that you're getting half the calories because you're getting half the alcohol? So you have to drink twice as much to get the same... Which, guess what? And you're paying with your With your Coke it. mixer. Exactly. Balances it all out. It does not make any sense at all to me that you would pay $18 for that bottle to get half of the alcohol. Like, I'm sorry. I know I'm cheap, but I just... Don't no, it. it's... it. Again, going back to the, you know, price for perfection. Yeah, I guess it's, so. You know, it's... You pay for what you get. And when it comes down to drinking, let's be honest, drinking is not the healthiest activity that you can be partaking in. No. 
definitely. If you're but if you're going to drink, do it right. Yes. If you're going to eat, do it right. Touche, my friend. Click my no, I will, right there. Boom. I will clink to that. It's, I, uh, eat that turkey leg. <laughs> I will eat that smoked turkey leg. I will drink that delicious beer. It's because, you know, if I was worried about health, I chances are would be living a very, very different lifestyle and in a cave somewhere. Also, you would know what a vegetable was. What's Just that throwing mean? it out that there. That sounds like something South that gets in the Philly way of French fun. French fry is not it. That is Fries not are delicious. No. Pizza toppings are vegetables, right? Yes. yes. Like Pepperonis. the sauce. All of That sauce that's underneath the cheese. That's a vegetable, <laughs> vegetable right? Vegetable, absolutely. Yeah, made Fairly of, certain. Made of tomato. That's why pizza is the... Tomate, pizza tomato, is shaped tomatoes. in a triangle because it's like the food pyramid. Oh, It's yes. got bread, it's got meat, it's got cheese, it's got vegetables, maybe some fruit. Tomatoes are fruits. Yeah, and I heard that See, oregano is yeah. a vegetable. <laughs> it all makes sense now. Oh, I feel dirty. I just agreed with that. <laughs> I've got this all taken care of. Ladies and gentlemen, you hear, heard it here on the Dashing Rogue. Pizza, well-balanced breakfast. They actually got rid of the pyramid. Yeah, isn't that not horrible? But it's now the food it's pizza. It's a pie. How it's old do you feel? It's a pie. Ho! Who is ahead of they the time? made it more complete. This guy. They're like, screw this one piece of pizza. Yeah. You need the whole thing. Eat the entire piece of pizza. My world. That's balanced. That's well-balanced. My as long world. as you sit next to somebody that also ate a whole pizza, everything is yeah. balanced. I exist in a world of food Tetris. So one day I'm a block and the next day I'm a line and other days I just try to fit it in between. It's like, oh, today I ate Tetris all... Tetris or weird sex? <laughs> Wait, what? That's... Speaking of Tetris, I was listening to an amazing <laughs> Tetris dubstep remix on my way down here nice. today. It came on the radio. I was like, I feel so Russian right now. <laughs> Russian dubstep? I like it. Well, the Tetris theme song is very Russian. Did you see at the beer festival there was the photo booth? I did see the photo booth. I thought Cousin Max should get in there with like a nice little funky hat and feather boa or something and just... Be like a pimp? Sure. Why not? I could have pulled that off. You could have pulled that off. I, I would have, I would have like taken like seven must fake mustaches and from people and had them all lined up around my face. Can I say this now? This is March 2013. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Girls can't grow mustaches. Stop trying. I'm pretty sure facial hair is coming back. I mean, even oh yes, even I will say that I think hair is coming back. You have so well, much I have hair. to admit that. Um, I, I had been admonished quite a few times in my early uh, my earlier stages of my new career, which isn't really new anymore. It's over two years, but um, I I pretty much stopped shaving. I shave maybe once every four days at this point. Nobody really says anything, and I've actually gotten much better traction with a lot of clients of mine. For being rustic. Or for for end? having a little bit of, you know, I don't, it's. I don't see why not having facial hair is considered like. Clean cut, like oh, you're a more honorable person. Right, you're someone who's more trustworthy. I look at it's it all as TV's fault. I look at it as this: you spend way too much time looking at yourself in the mirror as opposed to getting things done. <laughs> or you can't grow a beard. Well done. Hey, Jason's redheadedness is not gonna. Whatever, Zach. My friend Zach cannot grow a beard. If you can't grow a beard, there's a, less of a there, man? Sh there no, should not. He's, he's a tall, manly guy. There but should he can't be nothing. There should be nothing taken away from you if you're not able to grow a beard. But if you are able to grow a beard, you shouldn't be penalized. For you that. should you not get be, a gold star. You should not be yeah. penalized it's like, look, for growing a beard. I'm even more awesome now. Says the guy in the room who can grow a beard. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward smile. That looks awesome with it. 
I'm I'm not gonna lie. I haven't known you for you know a greater chunk of your life, but I am terrified to I see have. you without facial hair. Everyone Just throw is. That it's out awful. There. I mean, that being said, he, he I don't actually like looks my exactly. He actually looks exactly like he did when he was a kid. Yeah. Define a kid. Which is funny because like four it's pretty years much old? how your dad looks too. Yeah. But. Wow. Wow. Like before I was in high school. Before puberty. Prepubescent no. Ian. Before eighth grade, when I could grow a beard. <laughs> oh my gosh. It does go back a little bit. But um. So two years ago. <laughs> You're so young. I was. You know what happened today as we were waiting? I don't think guys fall for that the same way that women do. No. Right. It's so usually offensive. As we were waiting for them to open the beer festival, they made us sit awkwardly in roped off sections while we were. Treating us like children, Kevin. Yeah, it was bad. We were just looking at the beer they wouldn't pour for us. Uh, but the direct sunlight poured out, or pointed out the fact that. Ian had a few gray hairs and more than a few white hairs, and you mean distinguished hairs? At the angle you mean I was that sitting, Ian is distinguished? I wanted to go all monkey and just start like ripping out the white ones because they like stood up awkwardly compared to all the other ones. But I held it. I in. appreciate your resistance. Uh, you appreciate it now, but now you're just walking around with these very awkward white hairs. Distinguished. On your see, my whole thing is when you see my hair in the sun, it's just very red. No, when I see your hair in the sun, I see the twinkling twilight of your skin. That's just my skin, not my <laughs> hair color, though. He's going to murder you one day. <laughs> That's true. And he'll be justified. Where are you sleeping I'll have night? all of these recordings <laughs> to uh, back him up. The police will come by <laughs> and I'll she say, just leave me listen alone. to this. <laughs> what would you do? Uh, I was tormented. That's awful. Oh. Tormented by my undying. My name is not Cousin Edward. It's <laughs> oh, awkward. Though, before some of my The friends... only reason I know his name, by the way, is because after the 7th or 8th Twilight remark, I decided to research who it exactly was that people were stating that I looked like. He's not that hot. Well, he also has no facial hair. He looks very... He's like a baby. He is like a baby. He's like a scary baby. And you know what I would rather scary eat than a raisin? A baby. A baby. I heard that once before. You a very him. wise man once said that. <laughs> You missed the Omega Gang man. three. A lordly wise man. A distinguished lord. Oh. Alright, now you're sucking up. Not sure how I feel about that. Alright, so we are pretty much into spring now, guys. We are rolling into April. It's gonna be warm weather before we know it. Ian has already grumpily talked about IPA and hops and all those summery things, so we need you to write in and give us some ideas of what to do in the transition between Hop Slam. Oh, you missed that boat, friend. I'm always a big fan of Hop Slam. <laughs> it's so good. Even for, I'll be honest, even for a guy that's not really like, oh my god, I need more hops in my life. Hop Slam is just so good. It's just really, really hard to, to not like. You need to just curl up on the floor tonight and not go down to the beer shower where all the Hop Slam is living. Just shh, don't do that. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Why would you do this? I, Why do you torment it's all me? Missing I now. Didn't, it's you're it's all a dream. I didn't even it go downstairs yet. It's all I don't missing. I don't even know what you're talking about. Right. It's a it's a beerception. Oh, that's good. I, beer within a dream, within a beer, within a dream. <laughs> beer is always perfect in my dreams, especially my dreams, dreams. I don't drink. Let's drink. He's like, I did it once. once. It ended badly. I stopped dreaming after that. I'm not going to do this ever again. 
So for future events and for future beer ideas, I would love for you to find me on Twitter. I am at beermistress. At dashing underscore rogue. Uh, between the two of us, we seem to tweet rather regularly, so you can always find us there. We are also at facebook.com slash dashing rogue. Um, if you like us there, we have um, some fun stuff lately. We've got some surveys, we got some pictures, some videos of what beer dinners are like. It's a really good time. And Cousin Max, uh, within the next ah, year, year and a half, might even have his own Twitter handle. What do you think? Say what? Mostly if we get it for him for his birthday. That's my plan. Good thing they're free. Yeah. Like, I could buy you a gift, or I could just sign you up for a Twitter handle. It could be so sketchy and stocky. How do you feel about that, Cyber? That's pretty much how I got into Facebook, too. I actually <laughs> to think of it. When I was the ripe old age of 18, somebody decided to say, hey... There's this new Facebook thing going on. Why don't you... Uh, and I was like, I don't want to do this. And they're like, I'm going to make it for you. I was like, okay. I'm going to go back to sleep. Sounds like... Back to wow. <laughs> sounds like maybe you passed a few lines in your life that you need to talk to someone about. Oh, I've passed quite a few lines in my life, but that's in, that's in the past. All right. So find us online at dashingrogue.com. And rate us on iTunes. Rate us on iTunes is Jason's favorite new thing to say. And also... Cousin Max is fantastic. He might be a little Twilight Twinkly, but don't cross any lines with him. Oh, I just saw some jazz hands. Now There's I don't definitely know. some jazz hands. <laughs> now I don't know how to feel. All right, so our two cents, I think, if we're going to come full circle, is beer festivals are fun. It's a good way to try some new things. That being said... Get your act together, DC. Well, I feel that way about everything about DC. It's not just their beer festivals. Um... Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a great opportunity. Go to beer festivals if they're in your area. Kick back. Think of it as more of a laid-back thing. Don't take a large group because maneuvering more than a yeah, few individuals kind of through that situation is going to get a little messy. I would say go to beer festivals, and if you find one that's near you and it turns out being incredible, let us know so that yeah. we can go in and crash it with you. Which is why Happily. we just gave you our Twitter handles because we like an excuse to drink and hang out with our fans. So with the words of Jean-Luc Picard... Make it Earl so. Grey Hot. The oh. album is yours. Okay. We have so many words for John Luke Picard, apparently. All right. Well, until next time, I am so excited that uh, Max is wearing his flannel. It's no longer flannel. This is Friday. actually my official Brew Festival shirt. Nice. I was oh, you wearing have? this at picture. Nova. So. Right. so find us online at dashingrogue.com, and uh, you will see pictures of Cousin Max wearing his flannel at the Brew Festival in October and now roll ahead five months he is wearing the same shirt dude. exact same shirt I'm actually pulling up the picture now just to show Shannon please tell me you've washed it since then oh I have okay and maybe please. once all right uh, we look forward to seeing you next week we're gonna keep numbering our podcast because Jason says it helps you keep us straight but I'm pretty sure it just helps us keep us straight but um, we're not going to comment on whether or not everyone on the podcast is straight. That's what just happened. So uh, this is Shannon, your beer mistress. Say what? This is Ian, the straight professor. <laughs> and this is Cousin Straight Max. <laughs> I'll see you next time. Thanks.